Hello and welcome. Or good evening to all. And if you're visiting with us, a double welcome. I pray tonight will be a blessing to you. Tonight, as you probably know, if you're uh, a visitor, that tonight's a prayer night where uh, I'm going to be, I have the privilege really of sharing a short meditation on prayer. And then we'll, we'll pray. And we'll pray for, uh, for everything from world events to personal problems. Uh, we really reach out to the Lord and we really have an excellent time together. My name's Tony. I'm one of the elders here. Uh, and let's do it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this time together with you. Lord, thank you that you're here. Lord, thank you that you answer prayer, that you hear us, that you have compassion on us, and that you provide for us. Oh, Lord, bless your name. Lord, just help me while I share this meditation, Lord, and just let it speak to us. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Okay, um, when I was uh, uh, praying about sharing tonight, uh, I felt the Lord put on my heart uh, John chapter 17. And of course, John chapter 17 is Jesus' prayer to the Lord right before he's crucified, actually before he was arrested and brought before Caiaphas and the Sanhedrin to be tried, if you call that a trial. Um, so if you want to turn to uh, John chapter 17, uh, do so. I'm really not going to be reading out of it. Uh, you may want it just as a reference to uh, uh, look at and see what I'm talking about. But my... Uh, my purpose is more to look at the types of things that Jesus was praying about rather than looking at the specifics of his prayer. I kind of want to take a 30,000-foot view, if you will, uh, with only a few thoughts about the details. Uh, I want to structure what I'm going to say more based on a little thinking about what I see Jesus demonstrates in the prayer and then correlate that with us uh, much more than uh, specifically what are what types of topics he prayed about. Um, I also want to do just a little bit of uh, thinking about what he didn't pray about. Um, and uh, when I was gainfully employed, when I was in a paid job, that is, uh, I had to hire people uh, to work on projects that I oversaw. And when I was re reviewing resumes and cover letters and letters of recommendation, I made it a point to look at what wasn't said as well as what was said. Because many times what wasn't said was as important or more important than what was said. Uh, and I try to bring that uh, 
thinking to studying the Bible, sometimes looking at what the Lord or someone does not say uh, tells us as much as what they do say. Uh, Now, we have to be a little bit careful about that because the Bible is not a transcript of every conversation. It's highlights. It's the highlights that match the purpose that the biblical writers have in mind. So there's a lot more said, I'm sure, but certainly that's the, uh, we can depend on the biblical, biblical authors to capture those aspects of the conversation that are most important. So going along that, I'd just like to look briefly at what Jesus didn't pray for. He didn't pray for an easy life for the disciples and those that followed. I can guarantee that. Uh, He did not pray for a regime change in the Sanhedrin so that all the members of the Sanhedrin would support the disciples. He did not pray uh, that Rome would never persecute Christians. He didn't pray that every obstacle in our path would be demolished and that we would never know poverty, sorrow, or frustration, or disappointment. None of those things were foremost in his mind. In fact, uh, I don't think they ever entered his mind because he said, look, you know, the world hated me. They're going to hate you too. So, um, yeah, he didn't pray for any of that stuff. So here we go. First, I'd like to think about uh, the occasion for the prayer. Jesus was about to be arrested and, uh, as I mentioned, taken before the high priest to be tried in what was nothing more than a, a sham of a trial, a kangaroo court. And he knew it. Uh, he knew that the events of that night would result his death on the cross the next day. And there, you know, there's something about your last thoughts and your last prayer that bring to kind of laser focus important things that need to be discussed. And so this prayer is kind of the condensation of, I think, those topics for Jesus uh, that he thought were most important. Second, I'd like to look at the structure of the prayer. Jesus prays first uh, that the Father uses Jesus' death. The next, uh, uh, and, and glorifies him and thereby brings about salvation. That's kind of important. Um, the next thing he prays for is that the disciple is the disciples and their time in the world being witnesses to the things that they've seen and testifying about Jesus. And the third thing is for all believers that come afterwards as a result of the disciples' witness. So these are kind of the main points that he's hitting on. One of the first things that struck me about Jesus' prayer, and you'll see where I'm kind of going with this because it's a a little different. (coughs) Excuse me. Nice to amplify a cough. Um, One of the first things was his determination. Uh, It seems to me as though he was determined to spend his last few hours with the Father who was the source of his strength, talking to him, and determined to complete his mission. He was uh, determined 
to pass the baton to the disciples because he was going to heaven where he could send the Holy Spirit to us to be in more than one place at once. He could be in one place at once. Holy Spirit can be with all of us. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> so he wanted to pass the baton to the disciples so the Father's plans for salvation would be started. The pair seems to be from his innermost being, uh, centered on thankfulness that the will of the Father for the world was being fulfilled through him and through the work of the disciples and those who followed him. That's us. The second thing that struck me about Jesus' commitment was Jesus' commitment. He was fully committed. I mean, everything in him was committed. He was fully committed to doing the Father's will perfectly and fully committed to ensuring that the disciples and those who followed him were supported and had all they needed to complete the mission. And again, that's us. We have all we need to complete the mission. The mission was not to take the disciples out of the world. He said that specifically. But to keep them in the world, to share the gospel with others. He knew that to, to accomplish that mission, they would need support. So he revealed the Father's name with them. And he gave them, as Brother Brian was pointing out today, this morning, he gave them the Father's word so that they could pass it on. He prayed that the Father would keep them and give them joy. He prayed that the Father would protect them from the evil one who I'm sure had foremost in his mind killing off the disciples as quickly as he possibly could and to keep them separated. That is, sanctified. Sanctified means separate in truth. That is, we're different from the world. We're in the world. We're not somehow taken out of the world. We're in the world, but we're clearly different. People look at us, look at our lives, and I know I've had people come up to me and say, you're different. Why? And it's like, whoa, I didn't know that I was telegraphing how different I am. But we do. Whether we intend to or not, we do. Um, the third thing that struck me was Jesus' confidence. And this kind of blew me away. His confidence in the Father, that I can understand. But his confidence in the disciples that the Father's and Jesus' mission would be successful. I mean, he had full confidence, and he was going away. He was passing the baton to them. He was confident. That confidence comes most clearly at the end of the prayer where Jesus prays for those who will believe what the disciples testify of in the future, and that by believing, we will be one with each other and with Jesus. I love this confidence. This just spoke to me so much. Jesus tells the Father that the glory he gave Jesus, Jesus gave to the disciples so that they could be one with each other and one with him. And that unity and oneness would be a witness to the world that they would see Jesus in us. 
That's just so cool. That's just so cool. And so, kind of summing it up, I see determination, commitment, and confidence in Jesus' prayer. And we can look at that and bring those elements to our prayer life. Determination, dogged determination to see the mission we've been given through to the end and pray that we have the strength, the endurance, and the energy to, to to, uh, fulfill, there we go, sorry about that, his will in our lives and the lives of our fellow believers, wherever they are in the world. Commitment to him and to each other in working together as a body of believers. None of us can do this mission, accomplish this mission solo. It just isn't going to happen. We need commitment to Jesus and to each other, knowing that he and many others have gone before us and accomplished great things. We need commitment. We need to be committed to unity in the body, focus and mission, and pray for that consistently. And finally, we need confidence in Jesus and each other. uh, Confidence in Jesus that he will accomplish what he said he would accomplish, and confidence in each other that working together as a unit, as a team, we can accomplish his will. And pray for all that is necessary for that to come to pass. And you know, as Brother Brian said, a bunch of times. The best is yet to come. Let's pray with determination, commitment, and confidence that the Lord bring that to pass sooner than we ever imagined. So, hallelujah. Listen, let's pray. And while you're praying, think about, think about that, the determination, commitment, and confidence, and bring that to your prayer to the Lord. And Lord, just thank you so much for all you do. Thank you for your word, Lord, that just speak to us out of your word. Your word is perfect. It, it feeds us. It nourishes us. It shows us your will. Oh, Lord, thank you so much. And bless your holy name. Bless this time, Lord, where we seek you. And Lord, pray to you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Let's pray.